Hello, this is Lisa Russick and Misty Lord with the podcast We Are All Psychic. And today we have Jennifer Love back finally at last. It's been like months and months and months and months. <laughs> and I guess it's her birthday month. <laughs> and Jennifer, uh, do you still think we're all psychic? Yes, so we are all psychic. Okay, thank you. So, um, Misty, uh, would you like to uh, introduce our topic today? Yes, I would love to introduce our topic. We are going to be talking today about past relationships and how they might affect our relationship that we're in right now. Yes, that's it. That's yes. that it up, that right? up really yeah. nicely. Yes, beautiful. Yeah, Jennifer's going to help us through this because we've all done this, like Misty said when we talked about the topic a moment ago before we started the recording. <laughs> and uh, you know, we can all relate something if we've been in a relationship and start another relationship. We can relate to this. I can. Right. And and I think it never ends. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it. I think stops, you're right. But but it's really like to the to the degree you allow it to affect your relationship is the key, right? Um, mm. You can you can either you know it, it either affects it to a great deal or not as much. But we're always going to be affected by our past relationships in a positive or a negative way. But the point is to be aware of it and yeah. learn from your past relationships, right? We always want to learn from our past relationships and move forward with it. But the two things that I was thinking about when we started talking about this was, you know, you know, not allowing the past to damage your relationship that you're in now yeah. is first the first thing, right? But you're either being triggered by something or you're not allowing your partner to change and grow. So those are kind of like the two things I think is like key to kind of being haunted by a past relationship that, that that's, that's you mean a your problem, current partner, right? your current partner can't grow if you can't move on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If, if you're, if you're, if that, if the past relationship is a problem, yeah. um, then you might not be allowing your partner to grow. So, I think we all know what triggers are, but if you don't know what a trigger is or what I'm talking about, a trigger or an emotional trigger, it's, you know, something that kind of um, sets off a trauma that's happened in your past. It can be like a sound or people or thoughts or smells or a situation that you're in. Um, it's It's the best way to tell if something if you're being triggered by something is if your response is disproportionate to the event itself it's like an overreaction right yeah a normal person would a normal person wouldn't react the way that you're reacting to the same thing yeah that's a good so, way yeah so the, the little like you know phrase is if it's hysterical it's historical <laughs> I've never heard that. I love it. I love that. That's what psychologists say, right? <laughs> so, 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 for example, I, I I wanted to bring an example of my, from my own life. So, for example, I was running late to meet my boyfriend for a date one time, and I was so scared and anxious of his reaction to me running late. And and he, I texted him, and he said that it was fine. But then when I got there. I burst into tears 
Oh, no. And you, you can say that that's a quite an overreaction, right? Most people would not normally freak out like that because they were late for a date with their boyfriend that they've been on a date with hundreds of times. Yeah. Um, so I had to like, so he held me, calmed me down. It was fine. You know, and then I got to like sit there and like, think about like, why did I have that such a severe overreaction to being late? It was just yeah. such a weird thing. And I kind of like thought back into my past and I realized, you know, it wasn't stress. It wasn't traffic. You know, it was really that I just unearthed a memory of my late father being extremely angry if we were late anywhere. Wow. And it really, it was really like, you know, it was a trigger for me. Right. And you didn't realize it at the time? No, I just don't like to be late. I really don't like to be late. It really stresses me out. Yeah. Um, to be late anywhere really, but to be like late for my man was yeah. very stressful. Yeah. Because it was kind of like my dad. Yeah. In a oh, weird, I didn't think in about a weird that. way. Yeah. For me. It's a man of authority yeah. in your yeah. life who you love. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of like an emotional trigger, right? So that's the kind of a way I can explain it. Um so are there any triggers that you can think of off the top of your head? I mean, I know oh, yeah. time to think about <laughs> it. We have but time like... to, how, how long should we make this podcast? <laughs> trigger, 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 yeah, trigger. Really. Yeah. Missy, you want to mm-hmm. go first? <laughs> right. Because can... um, mine is like a cleanliness. Like mm-hmm. my mom was a clean freak and that made me a clean freak. And yeah. I really had to uh, watch myself because my family they're not clean freaks and yeah. mm-hmm. um, it can be very stressful for me if the dishes are not put in the dishwasher. Um, it, it makes me anxious and, yeah, and, stressed. You know, and stressed. If something's not done properly, it makes me stressed. You mm-hmm. know, if, if things aren't what they're supposed to be, I, I freak out about that. And I've really had to work on that throughout the years. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can, I can relate to that. It's not my issue. I'm a slob, but <laughs> my daughter um, is is the opposite too. So yeah. I've really had to work on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But 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 my partner Michael is a neat freak. Like because I guess his father was OCD. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it it's um an issue. It mm-hmm. is, especially mm-hmm. in relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially if your partner is kind of messy. Yes. Like like me. Right. Or doesn't really care. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about you, Lisa? I guess uh, maybe a trigger is conditional love. Like you have from the past, you know, that I would look at mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you get love if you do this. Mm-hmm, you know, you mm-hmm. get the feeling of love. You get respect if you do this for me that I tell you to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that is conditional so if somebody love. if somebody sets you up like that. Yeah. Or, or they just they have conditions and if you don't do them, you're out. You know, or there's something wrong with you, or you're going to be yelled right. at, or you're going to be put down, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, conditional mm-hmm. love. I mean, I understand yeah. people have boundaries. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, well, today I love you, and yesterday I didn't, but today I do. So, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, because you did what I asked you to do yesterday, and yesterday you wouldn't do it, so you did it, and now I love you again. Is what I'm used to. So that's a big trigger for yeah. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would, I would, I would agree for sure. Yeah. So how do we get past these things, right? How do we heal ourselves of these emotional triggers? Um, the first thing is to be aware of it, right? And yeah, just, and catch you know, it. How, Ooh, it's hard yeah, to catch. Right. 
Be That's aware, why I asked you, you, know? you knew right away that was going on for you and you didn't. But when I mm-hmm. react, I don't know it until I look at it. I usually find Sometimes my you... fault, my fault, my fault. That's what I'll say. I'm like, why am I saying that? It's because that's what they always told me. It was always my fault, you know, that things weren't. Sometimes whatever. you don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know. It's your insecurity. Like, right. you know, maybe you 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 grew up, you know, oh, I, I just know that love is conditional all the time. And so I'm expecting. It's the only thing I knew. So you don't I didn't even know, know there was another way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right, I don't right, know. I still right, don't know right. there's another way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, but if you know that you're constantly, you know, fighting with your partner or just that you're having these emotional, big emotional reactions, you might want to think about like, maybe I'm being triggered and like try to identify your top triggers and see if, you know, there might be something underneath that. And, you know, it's okay if you need the help of a therapist to do that, because not all of us are totally aware of all of our issues all the time. Right. And I mean, so you might need to a psychic or something deeper. work on like pulling some stuff out, you know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's not, it, there's nothing wrong with getting help from somebody else because we're not always, always aware of all of our own stuff. You know, right, it's, right. it's totally fine to get help from uh, someone else. Yeah. Hey, listeners, I called Jennifer Love for a love reading just what, a week ago, <laughs> a few days ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Get, getting advice from uh, an like, intuitive or a psychic or seeing <laughs> yeah. a therapist or or even pulling cards on your own might be. You yeah, know, yeah, I, I yeah. do that a lot. Sometimes I sometimes. Just interpret them because I'm so. Yeah, but My sometimes you can't interpret your own so cards. Yeah, if you're yeah. too close to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people can't do that, especially like every card is hateful and angry. They even can't do their own. Hate me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you've kind of identified the trigger, you can figure it out what it is you next want to say you know where did it come from what's the story that i'm telling myself all the time um like you know most of the time it is from childhood right we we've all all three of us identified a story in childhood right that this trigger came from so if you are ident- able to identify it and it usually does come from your childhood that you know whatever the story is um, from a parent or a caregiver that this is how it is, you know, but you have to stop and question that. Is that really how it is? You know, yeah. um, am I really going to die if I'm not on time somewhere or am I going to be like physically harmed or yelled at? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you will, you will yell at your story. <laughs> yeah, it's a story yeah. I'm telling myself, but it's probably not what's going to happen. Yeah. So you have to kind of reprogram your negative beliefs and say, what, what evidence do I have that that's going to happen <laughs> that go, yeah. every time? Yeah. Yeah. Every time I'm late, is that really what's going to happen? No, I need to like kind of reprogram those thoughts. What's another possible narrative? What's another story I could be telling myself that there's another possibility maybe that could happen. You know, maybe if I'm late for work, there might be negative consequences. You know, if you're late well, over yeah. and over again, yeah. maybe you, there would be, but probably not physical harm is probably not one of them. Maybe right. you get fired, but you're not going to get physically harmed or yelled at, you know? So you might lose out on situations if you're late somewhere, right? If you're late right. to the movie, you might miss half the movie, right? Yeah. You won't, you won't know what's going on, but <laughs> nothing's going to really harm you. Right. Right. So, right, you know, yeah. there's, there's going to be consequences, you know, for your actions, but, you know, and then the next thing you want to do after you've kind of like rewritten that story is kind of imagine the future of you as whole 
healed and complete. So what would I do differently next time? So like in Misty's case, you know, she might have overreacted to, you know, the dishes in the sink, but maybe next time she might say, you know, family, can you help me do the dishes or family? This is how I would like you to do the dishes. Or maybe on Tuesday night, you're going to do the dishes or on Wednesday night, this person's going to do the dishes. So like, just how would I envision it next time so that I you're don't just, have, you're just trigger. envisioning it first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Visualize. And, you know, maybe then, Work yeah, maybe it. then you make pretend a, act it yeah, out. Maybe in your head you and... make a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe it's not going to work out that way that your family is going to do the dishes, but yeah. you know, <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe that won't work out. It'll calm know, me but... down if you just envision it. <laughs> maybe it'll happen. Right. <laughs> and, and maybe, yeah. And maybe you envision, you know, okay, that pile of dishes, is just going to be there, but I'm just going to take a breath, you know, and I'm going to be calm. It's still going to be there, but I'm going to just breathe through it the next time. Yeah. I'm not going to react. Um, so whatever it is, you know, how would you like to react? How would you like to behave? Um, I don't need to, you know, have an anxiety attack just because I'm five minutes late or 10 minutes late. It's going to be all right. You know, everything is going to be okay. So that's kind of like, um, those triggers and emotional triggers. Um, yeah. And how to, how to get past them, how to heal. That's them. really nice. The Thank other you. thing. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing was, um, not allowing a partner to change and grow because that was kind of something that I was thinking about, you know, if you're haunted by the past, it could be because you're just kind of clinging to an ideal or something that's not um, reasonable. Yeah. Or just something that you don't want it to change. Right. So for, for example, like say someone who has always been a pushover is now trying to set boundaries <laughs> in your relationship yeah. <laughs> or you're trying to talk about forgiveness with someone who, you know, has made mistakes in the past, but now they're trying to make amends or like someone who's attempting to improve their health, but this person has fallen off the wagon somehow, or like, you know, there's someone who's anxious, but now they're trying to act easygoing, you know? So if, if your partner is doing something that's like out of character, or they're trying to change who they are or change their behavior, sometimes it feels very uncomfortable or like, why are you not acting like you, you know, mm. even though it might be in their best interest to improve their health or like, I want you to act a certain way. Like it's good to set boundaries, but now you're no longer acting like a pushover. And I don't like that. Um, yeah. It's, just that, it's a codependent you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But we kind of judge people for like what they do and what they don't do. And then, yeah. then we judge them when they try to do things differently. So it's, it's kind of like a catch 22 sometimes. Um, yeah, so, well, it's hard. You know, the main reason I think we're doing that in relationships anyway, romantic ones is because the traumas and the triggers, they've been yeah. triggered too many times, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so we want to get some control back. And, and as far as the other right. partner, um, the one who has to watch that person get the backbone say and mm -hmm. shove them or you know shove them back a few times when they haven't really crossed any lines 
they have to be patient and, and, and talk with the person instead of getting angry and shoving back or walking away. Yeah. You know, yeah understand yeah, where the person yeah. is coming from. So yeah, that's totally, totally. Yeah. I, yeah, I know, like, I've known people who, like, for example, it's you were complicated. Saying, yeah, like with with alcoholism, um, I've known people mm-hmm. in my family, like, who were codependent on the alcoholic, and when he got sober, the wife's like, "Well, you're not the same you. You're not you. I don't. I want you back." Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, go ahead and drink again. Yeah, I'd rather you drink now. You know, stuff like that. Because, you know, because their whole identity was wrapped around yes, being the, the helper, right? Mm-hmm. Being the codependent. Yeah. So they didn't have an identity without. Yeah that person being an alcoholic. So yeah, yes. the whole dynamic has to change once that yeah. person has stopped drinking. Big things that's, like that take a lot of whole family. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are little exactly. things like for, for, for say it's how it's really hard to explain to someone in new in your life, even if it's been, you know, maybe like in my example is I've always been in long relationships. So people who get into a relationship for a year or two and have never been in long relationships, it might be something they don't know things that people who've been in relationships for 10 plus years that know about, you know, how you handle things and how you don't. Um, mm-hmm. But it's when people are so sure they are right. That's where I think a lot of the trauma and triggers are hidden because they're so sure. So somewhere in that certainty of either partner, any partner, you know, anybody, whoever, they're so sure that they are right. There's probably, there's probably really something down under there that hurts, yeah. you know? So that's so true. Yeah. And I think that's true about what you say um, about people who've been in long-term relationships and people who haven't, or they don't remember how to be yeah. in a long-term relationship um, because, you know, this like disposable culture that we were in, we've been in, you know, people have these very short relationships, one or two years, three years, and they just churn, right. you know, right. Um, it, it, it's, it's less frequent that people are in very long stretches. Okay. That's what I see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, 47 um, people I know have been at one point had a long-term at one right. point. Yeah. And the ones who do that but, in and out thing of the three years, they, they'd been in that relationship and it sucked or hurt really bad and they don't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Not even worth the risk. Yeah. To them, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, we're all constantly growing and changing as people, but, you know, it's hard to, think about like, if my partner changes, then I might have to work on myself and take responsibility for my own negative behavior and then change along with them. Like, right. just like the alcoholic example that you brought up, yeah, you know, yeah. if that person improves their behavior, then all of a sudden the codependent has to do that same thing and move along or else Sorry. they're going to get yeah. behind yeah. or, you know, or struggle because they don't know how to, you know, live with this new improved right. version of their partner. Right. So, you know, or if you're just like comfortable with the way things are and then your partner changes, what happens? And that ha- it happens a lot too when people like find spirituality. Yeah. And yeah, the, you're right. The partner doesn't. Yeah. Right. And they're like, you're so weird now. I can't relate to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. and and I I've I've you know a lot of my clients I find out my clients. Yeah. My spirituality is not about you, mister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I, and I just tell my clients, you know, it's okay to have different spiritual beliefs than your partner, you know, as long as they respect you 
right. and respect your beliefs, it's it's okay to be different. And you respect theirs. So, <laughs> yeah, and you respect theirs. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, you know, I just want to emphasize that like getting to know your partner is an ongoing process. You're never done and you're never like, okay, I get you now, you know, they're constantly growing and changing and you're constantly growing and changing. So you should always be getting to know them all the time. Yeah. Because think about where you've been in the last three to five years and where you are now you're different, right? Everybody's different, (laughs) even in the smallest, tiniest ways. Some people have gone through big changes and some people have gone through really subtle changes, but you're different. So your partner has changed too. And maybe it's very subtle, but they've definitely grown and changed. I mean, everyone has changed because of just the pandemic alone. Everyone has changed. So you need to get to know your partner all over again um, and ask questions, you know, like ask them, like, where do you, what kind of person do you want to be? Who what do you do, do if they don't like answer it? them? What if they don't like questions and they get frustrated? <laughs> you know, some people um, fear of theirs. They don't like a lot of questions. That's why I had my first husband was like that. He didn't like a lot of questions. So I didn't ask him after. Oh. <laughs> Should have. Well, <laughs> now I know why he didn't. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> well, like, yeah, I feel like that's more of a communication issue. You have to know like how your partner likes to communicate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at all. And yeah, that that's that's probably a bigger issue in your relationship. Yeah, rather that than, was like, the issue in that first one. <laughs> that might be yeah. a bigger issue. <laughs> yeah. I don't know um, but yeah, I mean, maybe that's not the right question to ask. Maybe there's a different kind of question, but like, you know, who like you know, who you want to be at the end of the year, like. Um, yeah. What yeah. what what are your interests? Like what what are your hobbies now? Is it different? You know, um, I, I mean, I'm sure you kind of if you if you feel like you know your partner really well, you know what they're into. But maybe you know maybe you haven't checked in with your partner for a while, and you really yeah. don't know what they're interested in and what they're up to. Maybe every time you get home from work, you guys go in separate directions, and you really don't even know what they're up to lately, or what what podcast are they listening to, and what TV shows are they interested in now, and what book are you reading? I have no idea. So yeah, I mean, I don't even always know what TV show my boyfriend's watching. And I sometimes I have to ask him because I'm yeah. like, what are you watching now? I have no idea. Yeah. So yeah, it's just sometimes it's good to ask those questions and figure out. I mean, I know he plays hockey every Tuesday, but I don't always yeah. know what TV show he's watching this time. Right, yeah. Just curious. You know, it changes. Yeah. Oh, so it just changes. Too. Yeah. And if you are, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe he doesn't know the big question, like, who do you want to be in yeah. 2023? But, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, what TV show are you watching is a pretty in- innocent question, but I think most people are, are cool to answer. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 you know, what podcast, what podast are you listening to now? Or you know? They're listening to We're All um, Psychic, and that's why there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gandalf's what, you know what just one more thing like the 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 biggest thing that I always tell my clients it's like one of the five steps in um in the book that I wrote and I'm I'm still working on it but um one of the biggest things that I always tell my clients is that you know you really have to let go of the past and since we're talking about past relationships um one of the things about being haunted by a past relationship is when you can't let go of the past. And so I find a lot of people hold on to stuff from their past relationships. If you, if you're holding on to anything, whether it's like, 
a gift that an ex gave you or like a t-shirt or uh movie stubs or love letters or anything like sentimental i'm a very sentimental person uh, and i hold on to everything like everything yeah but don't hold on to stuff from past relationships yeah unless it's your child that's what i was about to say a picture with the kid in it stays <laughs> your child your your child your yeah. children is the only thing you can get sentimental over everything else has to go yeah even wedding rings engagement rings how, do you, divorced, how do you give advice like, get rid of advice, how do you get how do you release some of these things how what kind of advice would you give like meditations or like um yeah you can you can go through like a full moon release ritual um i like to get a cauldron and burn it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Burn it. Um obviously some things don't burn. You throw it yeah. away. Um you can yeah. you can sell things that are valuable. Like if you have engagement rings, wedding rings, sell them. Like they're valuable. Yeah. Um you know, you know, I I just would not or if you know, if you want to um obviously if they're like family heirlooms, you want to pass it to your children that. Right. That's, right. That's yeah. different. But you know, um yeah, don't hold on to stuff because there is like energetic attachment there and that is really blocking you from your current partner or potential future partners okay um so i really encourage my clients and people that i talk to to when you ever you enter a new relationship please like discard the past um the letters and your memories will always be there yeah, you know, you're not going to forget. Um, and, you know, you don't have to like get rid of your journals. That's okay. Um, but like love letters, cards. Yeah, get rid of it. Sentimental stuff. Okay, yeah, so what advice do you give if your partner is holding on to stuff like that? Um, you don't see it. It's not it's not in your space. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not under your control. It's not like you can go into their home and take it. So no. yeah, I wouldn't worry okay. about it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that, really. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, that's breaking entering. We don't do that. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> being like metaphoric you and you're being literal. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. I understand what you're saying. It. But but yeah, that's there. They're holding on to that energy, but you're you're letting it go. So, right. yeah. Oh, you mean the person you're with now, Misty, or the, the person like, like you're talking about? Oh, like, I thought you were talking about the ex. Like, I think she means no, 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 no. I'm talking about if you're with somebody and they're holding on oh. to from their past and you're with them. Oh, you need to encourage them to get rid of it. Like, what ways yeah. could you do that? Can you throw that stuff out? <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant like the direct. emotional stuff. The emotional I don't know. It's just a question. Oh. I didn't say it was going on. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, if, if burn it, around. I'll burn it for you. She's a yeah. little down. She's I, too. That, that's funny. That's funny because I had I was dating this guy and uh he was telling me it's so, so funny. He was telling me a story that he he hooked up with some woman and like like the first night she slept over, he he had to go to work. So he let her stay, you know, oh, in the gosh. morning and was just like, oh, yeah, you know, just lock up when you leave and whatever. And he came home and found out that she had like cleaned out um, photos of like um, stuff that he'd kept of like other women 
you know, memento. Oh, I thought you were going to say he out his house. Just as yeah, did no, 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 no. Like wow. he had, he had saved like gifts that you know other women had given him, like sentimental things, like oh. in his in his nightstand, you know, stuff, you know, personal stuff, letters yeah. and like cards, yeah. and you know, it was obviously like love you know related yeah um and she threw it out mm. you know and they'd been on one day and i was like that'll teach you to hook up with somebody <laughs> yeah really <laughs> take your time walk you walk you through the park <laughs> walk through the park a lot and i was just like yeah how do you let a stranger like in your house and just not even you know I guess he you don't even know who they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If that's so I was like, "You're very trusting." Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah that, that just made me think of that. That's 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 really crazy, crazy man. Yeah. Pretty random. Yeah, some yeah. too. As someone, you, what yeah. do you do with that person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like they both got issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that sounds like you know. I I don't think I could like go into someone's house and throw away their things. Um, even if it's in their best interest. <laughs> I know, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> he was he was holding on to too much stuff, obviously, but um, yeah. So, Missy, do you have any other questions for Jennifer about this topic or anything you can think of? Um, well, I'm just you know wondering. You know, you said you could try to help the other person get rid of some stuff, you know. But yeah. I mean, do you think that that it means that they're still holding on to their past if they still have this kind of stuff around? Um, I don't think that they're like intending or like, you know, they may not even, um, you know, really like, like the, the guy in my example, I don't think he's like really pining over women in his past or like really intending to like, um, hold on to them energetically. But, you know, in a sense, he was, he's kind of like blocking the energetic flow of allowing new people into his life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I would encourage the partner to like, you know, do you really need these things? Um, I would have a talk, you know, like, yeah. you know, are you, what are you getting out of this? Like, do, why do you need these things? Um, it's that's in the past. And, you know, um, not that it bothers you to, that you have it. It's just that, you know, you don't need it. And yeah. like, it really, it's really like energetically blocking, um, the current love from you being able to receive it. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a really good book by Denise Lynn. It's called energy strands, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and she goes through all these different ways of clearing your energy oh. um, in your home, in your personal, like energetic field. And there's all these different ways of like cutting cords and clearing energy. Um, yes. So there's just, there's obviously like different methods to clear energy, but you know, um, you know, there's inviting white light down, you know, like I said, there's burning things, you know, and mm -hmm. has asking angels. It's a process. And, I think it's a process. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Where you don't even think about someone anymore or you know, mm -hmm. something like that. It's a process. You have to like, like quit and smoke and pop the bandaid every time you think about a cigarette. And, you know? Oops, oh, and I just broke and my bracelet. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> cigarette, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and it's and it's different for different people. Sometimes people find it very hard to let go of someone, and some people take months, and other people it's days. Like, okay, I'm over it, you know. So it's it's different for different people. Yeah, um, 
And some people are like, oh, you know, I'm never going to forget my first love. And that's true. You're never going to forget that person, but it doesn't mean you have to hold on to the letter that they wrote you when you're 16. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. And it's going to make someone feel bad that you have that as well, you know, and you don't throw it out. That says a lot. Yeah. 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 Like, do you really want to like, make let's your... say your wife finds your first love's love letter after yeah. the day after you first made sweet, sweet love, you know, and of course he, yeah. he kept it or something. And because uh, he wanted to remember his first time or something. I don't know who he kept it. And she finds it. And you've been together three years or something. You know, maybe she's got something to say. Why Why do you have this? Maybe she's cool with it. I don't know. But why? Why if she was to go to him or she were to go to him and say, you know, this makes me feel kind of weird. You know, he better have a good ex- reason or get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> For her feelings, if she's more important than his memory. You know, women are, women are a lot more sentimental than men. I'd be very challenged (laughs) a man holding on to stuff than a woman but like like i said i that man told me that story about i know men hold on to, and i was shocked yeah i was shocked that he had all that stuff i was like wow i didn't even realize men hold on to things like that yeah they're very physically they're taught that not to feel too much so the objects can be the thought like the symbol of how they felt at that oh, okay. time, you know, that's what I think. I, that's how I think of like a lot of men are taught that, at least in our generation. That makes now, sense. Not so much. Like my yeah, kids' yeah. generation, not so much. But, you know, um, most of the men in my generation are older. They just never knew how to, they've never learned how to express their feelings ever. Men who are, you know, had like heterosexual dating. Women. I was looking, I was looking at Valentine's Day cards for my boyfriend. And one of them that seems to be popular is one that says, um, Someday you'll find this card in a drawer and we'll still be in love. Oh, <laughs> I love best. that. I love well, that. And it's funny, like, because, you know, people do save cards and they mm-hmm. just, you know, I do, yeah. mm-hmm. hold on to that. And, and I guess with the, you know, fast pace of our lives and all of these things, you know, do people really send greeting cards anymore? We don't mail them as does. much, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, I, do. I, I like them and I, I like to give them and whatever. But yeah, it just made me think like, oh yeah, it will still be in a drawer and hopefully we will still be in love. And I don't, and I don't find know, it I don't, and cry. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know if he saves the cards that I give him, but yeah, I, I save, know. I save the cards that he gives me. I bet your guy um, does. I bet every guy who's ever that's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but but you're right. I I do think men probably do save cards like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. Especially with any emotions written in them or any kind of sexual mm-hmm. stuff. So a lot of men that's sexual expression. Stuff. Well, it's their expression of how much she loved them. You yeah, know, that's how they yeah. kind of, that's how they are. So a lot of men, you know, they express right. themselves sexually with with their body. If it's not sexual, then it's a hug or. They're touching, mm-hmm. you know, men are very, they don't know how to talk about themselves, their feelings. They're told not right, to. In right. our anyway. And that's why Playboy is so popular. <laughs> yeah. They're always yeah. reading for those good conversations. Yeah. <laughs> and they get their emotions out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get their emotions out. <laughs> out. <laughs> and on that note, Jennifer, where things. can listeners find you? She's been here a million times, but we haven't done this since like, like four shows ago. Where can couple months, couple months. Oh, I'm at jenniferlove.me. Yep. That's where you go. And you All find her time. on Instagram, on Everclear, and everywhere, actually. You Never just think about her and she's there. Like, <laughs> yep. And uh, Missy, uh, well, I want to thank Everclear. Speaking of Everclear, mm-hmm. Everclear is our sponsor. 
is an advice website and app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And I am an advisor on there under Lisa, L-E-E-S-A-P, letter P, and Jennifer is under there under Jennifer Love or Jennifer L. Jennifer L. Jennifer L. I'll put all of her stuff in the description of the podcast listeners. And uh, Misty, thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Jennifer, thank you. Thank you. And fun. listeners, we love you. Thank you so much. And, you know, burn all that stuff. Burn it. <laughs> or don't leave them. <laughs> I know. We love you. Don't take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do some, I'm going to do some, like, kind of bath tonight. I think, like, a purification bath or something and just kind of get some energy off me. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that's good. And if you don't know what a purification bath is, it's like whatever you think would purify your mood. You put in water <laughs> and you soak in it. <laughs> I use essential oils. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for listening and have a great time wherever you may be. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye.